Welcome to Lara's Podcast, the only adult braces-centered podcast on the internet. I'm walking L-Factory, Sriracha, who in her mid-twenties now has braces. I'm going to need you, everybody who listen to this on YouTube, just leave a comment, roast the shit out of my adult braces. Um, tell me I I look like Lil Pom. I understand. Yes, this is irritating. Yes, I sound like Mike Cernovich. Yes, I sound like Sylvester the fucking cat. No, there is not much I can do about it. Yes, I know this is like listening to sandpaper drag across gravel. It's not going to last the whole three months. We're going to get through this together, guys. I do only have to have them on for three months, though. And I'm Asterios Kokonos. <laughs> um, I... I think that these adult... Okay, well, first off, they make you sound adorable. <laughs> no, they do not. I sound it was- awful. It was like you got an adorability upgrade microchip installed into your head. Because, like, look, you already weren't going to get tickets if you got pulled over. Now the cop will pull out a 20 and hand it to you. You sound so goddamn adorable. I don't know. I went to Target today, and the guy that was... Because, you know, when you buy electronics, you have to have them unlock them from the electronic cage. Like, the Mm -hmm. no-steely cage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, He looked at me real weird. When I was getting getting my camera that I was buying, you looked at me real weird. Like, are you a little old for those? <laughs> are you sure that he looked at you weird because of your almost invisible adult brace? And not because of the clear, I'm going to return this tomorrow vibe you were putting off. Yeah, that was the fr- I, I said it was for a gift. So that's my, it's my, uh. It's my alibi. I was like, oh, I bought the wrong camera. (laughs) Give me a refund. I am only going to film one thing (laughs) with it and then return it. Don't tell the government. (laughs) Now, without getting too too far into it, I do think it's interesting to talk about a little bit. Why did you get a camera? Uh, Knock on wood, because I'm auditioning for a part. I'm up for an audition. And as I am not currently in Los Angeles, I need to record my audition on a camera and send it in. And my cell phone was just not doing the job. (laughs) Uh, Sarasha is auditioning uh, for a commercial. I feel like we could say that much because there's a thousand commercials. And we don't want to blow this part for you. But like, um, but a super fan reached out and was like, Sriracha, you would be perfect for this part in this commercial. We don't know if it's like national or regional or whatever the hell, but it's still very exciting. Yeah, I and I gave him my contact info, and they contacted me. So thank you to that guy. If he's out there, seriously, you're a cool guy. Thank he you is for a listener. Me. <laughs> he is. He is a listener. And uh, so, Sriracha, would you care to? Hmm. No, I, we can't talk about this. We can't talk about this. <laughs> no, well, look, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I was going to transition us into like something more fun. Like which adult was, <laughs> Which was, how is your life going to change once you become like a big time Hollywood actress? I'm going to blow up and act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> Wait, what? You no, you got to stay humble. No, you got to stay humble. I can't wait to, I can't, don't you know who I think I am? <laughs> that's gonna be the first thing out of my mouth not even big i'm gonna if i get booked for this that's gonna be the first thing out of my mouth i'm gonna go hollywood immediately i'm gonna forget everyone i ever knew which is probably a good thing because i am from los angeles 
Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Actually, me going Hollywood would be the uh, going in reverse. <laughs> You're right. Forget where you're from. Great. Sign me up, doctor. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, well, look. Here's hoping for good things, and more importantly, here's hoping that you don't immediately break the camera, making it unreturnable, and putting you on the hook for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Bless up. <laughs> Let's hope that this commercial audition doesn't cost you money, which it might. So be very careful. Don't give the camera to the porks, whatever you do. Don't don't (laughs) enlist Taller, who's right behind you, to be your camera woman, because I I don't know. I think she she might get distracted by a butterfly and then drop it. Then all of a sudden, this this $500 camera turns into Legos as as it hits the floor. (laughs) Box it up and sell it for parts on eBay. No, Taller, don't touch it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Um okay, so back to this so back to this mouth brace of yours. Again, you sound really goddamn adorable. You were telling me that they had to really fuck up your mouth in order to get this to install this little bar. Oh god, yes, it was so painful. They do this thing now. First of all, um they don't do braces like I had braces. That's also an awful word to say. <laughs> Braces, yeah, you're right. Braces, braces, say, braces. Say maxiofacial surgery. Maxiofacial surgery. There you go! Nootropic awesome. pills. Oh my god. Black pills. Um, anyways. The problem is the word conspiracy has several S sounds in it. Conspiracy. Oh my god, that's a bad one. That one's really, really bad. I'm you. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so they don't do braces like I remember them doing them in the big metal bars thing. What mm-hmm. they do is they make a plastic thing, like a resin thing, that is in the shape that your teeth are supposed to be in. And they lock it over your teeth, and then there's this big metal thing behind them that, like, constantly pushes on your teeth to get them in line. And, man, it hurts. It hurts real bad. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. I'm in so much fucking pain right now. I heard that they had to sand down your teeth. They did. They did. They did. The sanding is a process where they take a thin, a couple centimeters thin strip of dental floss, and it is covered in sandpaper, and they stick it between your fucked up teeth and they had to, like, sand off a section of my teeth because I guess my bottom row of teeth are too close together. And if they did not do that and they pushed the tooth back into place, all the other tooth teeth would just yeet out of place. <laughs> but, oh, my God, that was, like, torture. That was the worst, the worst pain I've ever been in. <laughs> they, wait, look, I guess I was wrongly under the assumption that they, like, just numbed your whole mouth. No, no numbing at all. They don't. They don't numb you for this. So you have to feel your teeth be sanded like like you're a goddamn saw. Yeah, and you can hear it in your brain. You can like feel it in your brain. It's very bad. It's zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Jesus fucking. Cr- okay. Wow. Look, I am considering doing this now because a sriracha sounds adorable and she's getting a lot of attention, <laughs> and those are both things that I want. She's getting adult braces, and and as an adult baby, I would like adult baby braces myself. Um, I'm going to a uh, 
I, I have just like okay insurance. It's not great. It's not terrible. It costs six hundred twenty-five dollars a month. Damn. So don't get old, kids. Um, and uh, but I'm going to this teaching hospital where it's like they have like eighty-year-old dentists and ten-year-old dental hygienists and nothing in between. <laughs> And it's it's just like it's like dental hygiene babies. They'll fuck your teeth up, fam. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking about rolling the dice on asking the dental babies to give me braces because if they fuck it up, they might pay me right off just to stop any sort of lawsuit or whatever. Should I be going in there rooting for bad braces? I mean, I, what do you think, Sriracha? First of all, you're definitely going to get bad braces from a dentist because dentists don't do uh, orthodontics. You need to go to an orthodontist. And secondly, no insurance is going to pay for that. I have fantastic insurance. It doesn't cover any of it because it's cosmetic. But what if I say that my fucked up teeth is causing incredible mental anguish. You should just go with the I can't eat strategy. <laughs> Maybe you okay. can be like, yeah, no, it really hurts to eat or something. I don't know. Apparently, when your teeth are messed up, you're much more likely to have blood diseases. I didn't know this, but apparently. I'm sorry, what? I have no idea why, but I had to get blood work done. And I was talking to the phlebotomist and she's like, yeah, no, when I was pregnant, I had all these teeth issues because there is some connection between gum and your gums and your bloodstream and your teeth. Maybe it's just when your teeth bleed, like that's an easy in for bacteria and you're putting bacteria in your mouth all the time. Okay. I don't know. Roast this shit out of me in the comments. There's something, there's some connection there. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> no, my dental hygienist told me the same thing. My dental hygienist was like, you're... Teeth health and heart health are inextricably linked. Yes, and and like because my dentist was trying to my dental hygienist was trying to give me the speech, <laughs> you know, where where she was like, "You've got real beautiful teeth. You've got real adorable teeth. You, your, your teeth are perfect, and it's a shame if you don't floss." Like, you got to take care of your teeth or they're going to take care of you. But she's like a 10-year-old girl. And she like and she's like, you got to take better care of your teeth or your teeth are going to take care of you. And I'm like, oh, you're adorable. I'll never floss. Never. I don't need to take algebra two because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm a work-study so program. <laughs> I got it. All right. I can go with the honest. My, the pro my problem is... The only orthodontist I trust is my orthodontist in Los Angeles, where I used to live 10 years ago. And I'll tell you, the moment I learned to trust Dr. Falcon, that's right. You, If you're looking for an orthodontist or a dentist in the Los Angeles area, you look up Dr. Falcon. Uh, he's right on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. He, like His practice is like right above the Whiskey A Go-Go and the Viper Room. You know where like all the celebrities in the 80s overdosed and died? Yeah. That's where my dentist is. <laughs> and um, and uh, because I asked him, I was like, hey, can you give me teeth whitening? And he was like, I can, but it'll cost $800 in your teeth really won't be any whiter there. They're pretty white as it is. I think this might all be in your head and I'll real I'll do it if you really want to, but I don't want to do it. And I was like, oh my God, this dentist just turned down like $800 worth of selling goo. 
I'm going to you forever. And then later, I went to some dentist in New York City, and she was like, you have four cavities. And I was like, hmm, I've never heard. I I haven't had a cavity since I was like 10. I was like, send me the x-rays. And she was like, uh, uh, uh. And I was like, send them to me. And then I sent those x-rays to Dr. Falcon. And Dr. Falcon was like, you have zero cavities. What is this lady talking about? And I was like, God bless you, Dr. Falcon. God damn. Yeah, so maybe I'll go to Los Angeles on like a dental. You know how like people go to Brazil to get their boobs or butts done? Yeah, medical tourism. Yeah, maybe I'll take some medical tourism to Los Angeles and go there and get braces. So come on down to Bumfuck Nowhere Suburbville, where we got corn, fentanyl, and cheap, cheap dentists <laughs> and orthodontics. This is pretty affordable. You only need to go like two times a year for them to tighten them when you have braces. You could. It'll be fun. It'll be like a mini vacation. The, something that I had considered doing for a long time was Smile Direct Club. Because I'm on the subway, and it's just nonstop ads for Smile Direct Club and Casper mattresses. And it's like, all right, these people seem pretty happy with their mattresses and their smiles. But then I read an article. I have it pulled up here on The Verge. Smile Direct Club, a Warby Parker-style company that sells 3D-printed teeth aligners that are typically cheaper than braces, has asked some dissatisfied customers to sign extremely restrictive non-disclosure agreements in order to get a refund. Have you heard about this, Sir Nacho? Uh, no, but I do not. I, I don't trust Smile Direct Club as far as I can throw their little retainers. <laughs> yeah, an excerpt from the Smile Direct Club NDA included in the New York Times story said that person signing, quote, will not make publish or communicate any statements or opinions that would disparage, create a negative impression of, or be in any way harmful to the business or business reputation of Smile Direct Club. <laughs> like, this is, uh, this is bad. This is not, just give someone their money back if your dumb $100 tooth trade don't work. Yeah, that's like, that's like kind of admitting that it was super fucked up, too. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Like, if you're, it's the, the, the cover-up is bigger than the crime. Let's see, for its story, the New York Times spoke to seven people who said Smile Direct Club teeth aligners didn't work, and four that said they had to get additional dental work to correct problems created by the aligners. Uh, according to this article in The Verge, Smile Direct Club has had over 1,670 Better Business Bureau complaints since 2014. Yikes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting medical work from, from an app that, if, I'm not getting, I'm not getting any kind of medical service from a company that advertises on podcasts. Yeah, I know. No way. I know. There's like, there's something that, cause, it like interestingly like now at several times this year and last year high school kids have called me and been like I want to interview you about advertising for a school project and it's like yeah of course I'll talk to you I I'm so lonely I will talk to anybody and uh the thing that I always tell them about advertising is if it needs to be advertised it's not very good like I'm trying like you don't see a lot of advertisements for Xlax. Like Xlax is not running wall-to-wall ads on the subway that are like poop problems, get Xlax. Cuz it's like we all know Xlax works. Xlax ungums your works and then all of a sudden 
X-Lag? Oh, your problems are X-Problems thanks to X-Lag. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you that I actually, I talked to the X-Lags people and they literally told me that? What? No, tell me about, tell me more. Yeah, a long time ago, I was in a meeting uh, and w- with this client and they also had X-Lags as part of their portfolio. And I was like, can I make ads for X-Lags? Because... I, I thought of the perfect tagline. It was smooth moves, X Lax. I wanted to take smooth move X Lax back. Because in the 80s, that was a big insult. Smooth move X Lax. Are you familiar with that insult? I am. My dad says that to this day. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm saying. Much like the ladies in the vagina monologues took the C word back, I'm taking Smooth Move x back for the x Corporation. So I'm in this room, and I'm like, Smooth Move x it'd be great, we'll put it all over. Bumper stickers, TV, radio, podcast, out of home, bus shelters, billboards, Smooth Move x And they're like, Asterios, we don't need to advertise x People that need x Know how to find x I was like, God damn you, x Corporation. Smooth move, cunt. Yeah, we're taking it back. Yeah, I know. So it's like, that's the thing. Like, if they're advertising these Smile Direct Club retainers so often, it's probably because they're not good. Yeah, I would rather, I, I feel like Smile, because when you have braces, I had braces for a li- really long time and I didn't wear my retainer, so that's why I have to get them again. When you uh-huh. have braces, you need to go in like every month so they can adjust them to make sure that your teeth aren't becoming worse. So how does that work with the Smile Direct? Do they just send you a new tray every so often? They The idea behind Smile Direct Club is that you get a new tray every month. Yes. Okay, I still don't trust it. I don't trust it. I think it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would rather have, like, I'd like to have a dentist who can look at it every month and be like, oh, okay, this is uh, getting worse. So, because it's like those trays they send you are based on the initial impression of your mouth that was taken at the beginning of the process. So, like, if shit's getting worse, no one knows. You're just putting these trays in every month. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, and, uh, <laughs> like, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't have anything agree. funny to say, but it jeeves me out. It's okay, we can agree that we're not doing Smile Direct Club, but hey, congratulations to you for taking control of your smile. I Thank like you. that, I like that you I like that you went out and did that. Um, hey, we will be right back after this with more last podcast. It's like a do-your-own-blood-work kit, that was the joke I was going to make that I forgot. I don't want that! I don't want that! <laughs> like, uh, Stabby Direct Club. <laughs> no! They send you a tourniquet and a set of your own hypodermic needles that you can, and a little mini centrifuge you can spit it around in. No! We're not, we're not doing a phlebotomy <laughs> direct club. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Second segment, Sriracha. You, you're you're on a roll this episode. You keep going. I found the, the maybe the funniest thing ever on Facebook today. Okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I found a page. Open up, open up your Facebook. Okay, I love Facebook. Facebook. I love Facebook groups. And today I stumbled upon may, perhaps the funniest. I can't tell if this is real or not. I'm stumped. Is this satire? I have no idea. Go to page support Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. 
Yep. Okay. Support Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan is a Facebook page, as one might expect, for Jim Jordan. But it's like a parody of those liberal memes of here's the first here's the pin post the pin post is a poll and i swear to god i'm not i'm reading this verbatim no i see it right here i i know what you're about to say (laughs) who do you trust to protect you and your family from coronavirus option a liberals and scientists or option b (laughs) president trump and god (laughs) Well, serious. Who do you trust to keep us safe? Science or God? Let's make them fight. Let's put them in a little terrarium and watch them wrestle around. I love it. Uh, I just voted. Now, I'm not going to tell you guys how I voted because my vote is sacred. But uh, liberals and scientists are winning with 91% of the poll. It's because it's getting rated. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Um, I also like how support Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan's page. The profile photo is him surrounded by reporters, and he clearly looks terrified. Do you see? Do you see <laughs> like that does. look? Why is he sweating? I well, like this. Why? Here's what this should be. A picture of him with his family. A picture of him with a gun. A picture of him behind a desk and the American flag's behind him. And an even bigger American flag is behind that. Like, this looks like something from, like, the third act of an Aaron Sorkin movie where it's like, oh no, the story got out. They found out that Kovoivoid X gives people cancer. (laughs) Oh no. Are you a black? <laughs> Do you love America? Become one of President Trump's African Americans. Look at my African Americans over there. We love them. Okay, <laughs> this well. This is real. This is real. Well, I'm kind of I think that I think that the person behind this page may have tipped their hand. With this post, it's, uh, yes, again, it says, are you a... A black? (laughs) Do you love America? And it's an African-American hand, a giant African-American hand, building American flag-colored bricks into a wall. Come one of President Trump's (laughs) African-Americans. Let's see. Liberals think that it should be okay to abort a baby on the United States flag. Should this be murder? <laughs> and that's a picture of an infant child wrapped in an American flag. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I see it. It's uh it's like it's the, the uh, this baby is bundled up like the stork bundles babies only instead of just a white uh towel it's the American flag. Um <laughs> should oh this is a good one. Should hashtag open carry patriots provide free security for President Trump in Minneapolis? <laughs> is this real? Asterios, help me. No, this is not real. He's on this the is news, not- though. There are articles of him like on MSN. <laughs> now, look, here's what's real. Apparently, I, Jim Jordan is a real guy. Jim, J- Jim Jordan is a member of the House of Representatives, I assume. Jim Jordan House. Okay, I'm looking this up. Yes. Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. He represents Ohio's fourth. 
Now this Facebook page is clearly fake. But the man is real. So, which would also explain why the profile image is of a terrified Jim Jordan. I'm sorry, there's a, Sriracha. There's a meme of a child being baptized, and it says, Just to be clear, this is the new point where Democrats say it's still okay to abort. Any questions? Yeah, no, this is... There is a... There's another one where it's a it's a woman in a party hat blowing a blowing a noisemaker and it says liberals when an, un, an innocent unborn baby is murdered and there's confetti all around her. Um this is fake. I'm so sorry to tell you this is fake. Damn it. Damn it. This is, <laughs> this is reminding me of uh, what is it? The uh the what was his name? Parkour dude 69? Parkour dude yeah. Oh, God, I'm blanking on his name, but it'll come to me in five minutes. What are they called? They're called like the Deagle Protection Squad. The Deagle Nation. So a long time ago, I was on a long train trip and Sriracha just like, like unspooled the greatest stories ever <laughs> of this group called the Deagle Nation. And then recently she told me it was all fake. What was the Deagle Nation? Uh, Deagle Nation was an illegal street gang that, oh, God, what was the dude's name? Hang on. I need to look it up. That's okay. You take your time. Chase something. Parkour. It was run by a guy named Parkour Dude ninety one. Par. That. Uh, once upon a time, there was a guy named uh, Jace Connors who would go on K, which is the weapons board in 4chan, and just make very inflammatory posts. <laughs> he would review handguns. He would review handguns, but only using the knowledge that he learned from Call of Duty. <laughs> So he made a blog, and he would always link back to the blog, and people started trolling him. So he decided that he needed to set up an anti-trolling league called the Deagle Nation. Deagle as in the Desert Eagle. It, it, it's a handgun, and it can shoot really hard and really good. So from there, Deagle Nation uh, spread into a number, went on a number of colorful escapades. It would make YouTube videos at one point, the most notable of which his right-hand man was named Dice Andrus. And at one point... No. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, one of my favorite Deagle Nation is, because Parker Dude 91 lived with his mom, Gail. And Gail was pretty chill about most of the stuff, like him just making videos of him smoking weed and screaming <laughs> in the camera. But one day, Gail goes on a business trip, and <laughs> Parkour Dude 91 invites Tyson. <laughs> and they decide, because there is also, while this is going on, a secondary a trolling group formed on the Steam forums called Team Gamer Food, named after the failed line of... <laughs> Those, like, snacks that didn't make your hands greasy or whatever. And guess who, guess who worked at a firm that represented gamer food? Oh, no That's shit. right, Asterios Coconos. Because one day, a giant box of gamer food shows up. Like, <laughs> like a, a fucking refrigerator-sized box of gamer food shows up. And I go, oh, shit. Free gamer food. <laughs> and so I take like 20 of them back to my desk and I'm opening them. And as Sriracha said, it's like, it's like Chex Mix and it's candy covered pieces of chocolate and pretzels. And it's stuff that's supposed to not get your keyboard or mouse greasy because as we all know, lag kills. Yeah. Um, 
And, but but long story short, someone was like, why did you take 20 of those back to your desk? I was like, what? Free gaming food. They go, no, that's a new client of ours. We need all of those to shoot the commercial for gamer food. And I was like, I already ate like five. No. Like, Don't tell anyone else. You've been eating the gamer food. I was like, it's food for gamers. I'm a big gamer. It was a very heated gamer moment. Heated but anyway, gamer please, moment. please continue, Sarah. So, uh, Team Gamer Food was just relentlessly troll, as one does, just trolling Parkour Dude 91, calling him an asshole, calling him all these things. So, Parkour Dude 91 decides that he's going to have a trial. Like, a trial. <laughs> And this is not how trials work, but this is how they set it up. Parker Dude 91 was on trial, and he was going to fight against all the troll claims with facts and logic and reason. Yup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of the members of Team Gamer Food were going to be the prosecutors. There was no judge, because it's that, that's how they do things. Let the people decide! Right, so they... <laughs> They have a full, um, they have a live stream going on. They're live streaming the trial, and it's, Tice is just hanging out at, uh, Chase's house. And one, uh, at some point, one of the members of Team Gamer Food messages, uh, Jace on Steam or something, and just says, like, kill yourself, you're an idiot. And Tice takes that as meaning every member of Team Gamer Food is coming to their house (laughs) right now. (laughs) <laughs> to kill them, <laughs> like, with a drone or something. So the stream unceremoniously and abruptly ends with them screaming that they're gonna get murdered and running into the woods. And Gail comes home, and there's just weed <laughs> everywhere in her house. <laughs> and after that, um, she's like, I've had it. I fucking had it. Tice, get out of my house. Chase pulls him by the ear. You're you're coming with me. Chase goes missing. Chase goes missing after that. It's a big mystery. Tice doesn't even know where he is. Tice, his buddy, his his second in command, his lieutenant, doesn't know where he is. So he asks Gail. He's like, where did Jace go? Gail says, "Uh, Jace got his shit together and got into the Marines. (laughs) Because Jace's whole thing is like his whole goal in life is to get into the Marines, but obviously he failed because he couldn't pass a drug, because he does nothing but smoke weed all day. Now, wouldn't he often say, like, hey, you're being disrespectful to a future Marine? Yes, he would. He was like, you're disrespecting a future member of the United States. <laughs> Just fantastic stuff like that. So, um, he got into the Marines. Obviously, that's not true. That's not true at all. So, <laughs> complete lie. <laughs> Tice takes control of the Deagle Nation and he has access to their YouTube channel or whatever. So he starts uploading a bunch of videos that Jace did not want uploaded. <laughs> like, there's one where he pisses himself <laughs> or something. I haven't seen it, but he pisses himself and then he comes back on and uh, he's like, I, parkour, the name of the video is something like, Parkour Dude 91 did not pee. <laughs> I had cans of Mountain Dew in my pocket. <laughs> this is so insane. So, um, Tice keeps badgering Gale, asking about him, asking where he is, because he's concerned about his buddy, right? And he wants to right, know, like, where he's stationed, where he's in basic. Um, Gale cracks and uh, t- tells Tice that Jace is not actually in the Marines. He is at Bible camp. <laughs> He is at Bible camp where he will stay until he is a devout follower of Christ. So Tice is like, well, fuck, I'm never going to see Jace again. 
assumes complete control over the Deagle Nation. This is referred to in Deagle Nation lore as the Deagle Nation Civil War. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At what point does someone go to Israel? Because that's the part of the story that you tell me where I'm always like, I this is insane. Oh yeah, Eli. <laughs> Eli! At some point, members of Team Game, Jace comes back eventually, and there's a big fight between him and Tice, but eventually they make up, and uh, then the next arc begins. This is the Tupacalypse arc, I believe it is referred to as by mm-hmm. Deagle Nation historian. During Tupacalypse, um, a member of Team Gamer Food managed to convince Jace and another member named Eli that um, the state of Israel had... Tupac, Tupac, the rapper, captured, and... Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Tupac the Dead Alive Jedi. Yeah, the Dead Thank you so much for clarifying that it's Tupac the rapper. The rapper that died in 1994. Yes, they have him in Israel, and they're holding him hostage. And the government of the United States needs the Deagle Nation to go to Israel and rescue... Tupac, and if they succeed in this goal, they will be rewarded with an Xbox 360 <laughs> or an Xbox One. I don't remember which one it is. Now, let's put aside the fact that the <laughs> domestic round trip flight from America to Israel it costs more than just going down a Target uh, with your braces and your shifty eyes and, and buying a, an Xbox One. Put that aside for a minute. So this kid flies to Israel. Yes. So Eli packs his bags, goes to Israel. He was like, I, with no other information, like about where Tupac is being held, how they can communicate with him. Um, he doesn't speak any Hebrew, just no idea. But, uh, he gets there and is convinced further that Tupac is being held in the Gaza Strip, <laughs> which, if you don't know, the uh, Gaza Strip is a section of heavily disputed, it's basically a nonstop war zone between the Palestinians and the Israeli Royal Army. Is, it, is that the army? The Israeli Royal uh, Army? The Israeli, I think it's the Israeli Defense Force, the IDF. Yeah, the IDF um, and uh, But yes, uh, everybody, the Gaza Strip is this weird part of land that, like, to be to be fair, sucks. It's not like the Gaza Strip is like, oh, that's where all the cool beaches and like, and all the fr- and all the fruit trees are. It's just another patch of sand. But like, everybody's pissed off for uh, on principle that they don't own the Gaza Strip. They're like, no, I want this garbage <laughs> land. No, I want this garbage land. And so there are regularly rocket attacks, and it's a it's a fucking war zone. <laughs> Which is, of course, the perfect place to hide Tupac. Because who would just wander into the Gaza Strip untrained with no information, knocking door to door, asking where a dead rapper is? Right. Correct. So Eli has to get to the Gaza Strip, but he has no way to get there. Because obviously you can't just hop in a bus and go to a contested war zone. So he starts walking. He starts walking to the Gaza Strip, and he gets about five kilometers. Meanwhile, he's making videos on his cell phone this whole time. This is how we know this. And then just says, fuck it, and gives up, and turns around and goes home. He made it so close! 
That's like giving, that's like quitting a marathon at like the 21 mile mark. It's, it's like you're almost there. If anybody has not seen the PCP lecture on the Deagle Nation, please go watch it. It's so funny and it's nonstop laughs. God, oh, wow. I didn't know there was a whole fucking PCP lecture. Oh, that's there's great. so much of it. There's so much of it. Then after that, Eli gets home and this is when Gamergate happens. Guess which, guess which side of the fence they're on for that. But, um, there, Jace hatches some kind of plan to kidnap or somehow stop Brianna Wu, the Canadian mm-hmm. <laughs> games. Is she a journalist or a politician? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just know they don't like her. So he, he gets home and he's like, Eli, pack your bags. You're going to Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the Wu apocalypse. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. Wow. Okay. Oh. It's well. It's great. No, it was all staged. It was the greatest troll of all time. No. Well, look. Thank you for regaling us Ooh. with this tale. Uh, we will be. I'm going to let Sweat catch her breath. Hey, want to divorce we will, be, we will be right back after this. All right. Uh, final segment before we get to voicemails, Sriracha, you. Had yet another boomer encounter at a fast food restaurant. Okay, so I went to the most disorganized Chick-fil-A I've ever been to in my entire life today. And I need to know, see, let me tell you, all of you living in the suburbs, you have no idea how... um, My mind is blown every single time I step out of my house. There's so much space out here. There's so much space, man. I was in a Target today that was bigger than my high school. Everything is gigantic and spread out and sprawling, and it blows my mind. Anyways, so I went oh, to this. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, when I used to live in Orlando, there was a, like, there was a giant mall, and it kind of suffered that coronavirus that malls get now, where, like, everything fucking dies, and the whole mall just shuts down. And so, there was so much space in this, like, suburban Orlando mall that these nerds were like, we're going to make the world's largest comic book store. And they, like, rented, like, nine stores and knocked out a bunch of walls. And they had a comic book store that was, I think it was literally equivalent to, like, the size of an aircraft carrier. But it's like, you know, there aren't that many customers out here. Why did you build this thing so big? (laughs) Why have you done this? this? (laughs) Why have you done this? You built this giant thing. And so eventually they had to close it down and open a much smaller comic book store. And it's like, hey, suburbs, just because you have all the space in the world doesn't mean that you should use all the space in the world, which is why it's weird to me that they built like this mega Chick-fil-A. Like, could they support that many customers? I mean, it was pretty goddamn packed when I was oh, there. really? Boomers, boomers love their Chick-fil-A, and we are in, like, Trump country. I'm in Trump country, so mm-hmm. I don't think the ethics are an issue. I passed, I counted four Keep America Great signs mm-hmm. on my drive, on my 30-minute, my 30-minute drive from where I live to Target, because that's how long it takes. <laughs> Uh, it's fun, though. Driving in the suburbs is fun because you can just roll your window down, listen to a podcast. It's great. Some There is a lot of pleasure, I find, in just an open, sprawling road with no one on it. Yeah, of course. It's awesome. Anyway, this Chick-fil-A, you guys got to tell me, if you live in the suburbs, if this is how all Chick-fil-A in the suburbs are set up or just this one stupid Chick-fil-A. There were three lines of drive through 
and all of the lines of drive-through converge into a single. You know what I'm talking about, Stereos? Like a single. I do. They converge into like a single super line. Yes. And for some fucking reason, there are instead of using the boxes, you know, the fast food speaker boxes, there were just women outside with iPads. (laughs) <laughs> coming up to your car being like hi how are you doing this fine saturday morning what can i get you sweetie and so i give her my order and then she says okay mm-hmm. can i get a name so i tell her my name she says all right now it's gonna be up around front y'all pull up in front of, behind that gray subaru so i'm in the middle stream of lane and i go to drive forward because the gray subaru pulls up and some fucking boomer in a like one of those big suvs tries to get in front of me and i look over and i look at her from the window because we're we're about three feet away from each other with our cars in between because these drive-through things are packed so close together so i look her in the eyes and she gives me the little wave the wave the universal symbol for go ahead that's what the wave means (laughs) so that i like get on my gas and she creeps forward again so i hit my brake and i go over and i look at her again and she waves and she does it again. And I'm like, you bitch, if you are going to give me the wave, you need to stop moving your car. You need to move your foot from the gas pedal to the brake pedal and then apply enough pressure that your car stops. As soon as I go behind this Subaru, you can then go. But if you keep doing that, I'm not going to we're going to be stuck in a standstill and none of us are going to get our deep fried hate chicken. And I know that's not what you want because you're 80 goddamn years old and you don't you have a limited amount of time left, bitch. I can sit here all goddamn night. So she thinks the wave means like, shoo, shoo, get your car away from me. She's trying to wave your car away. Because what she wants you to do is stop, which is the flat, palmed hand. This is stop. This is go the way. What is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing? I don't understand. But I did. I was like, there's no way in hell you're getting out in front of me. So then I just hit the gas in front of her. I wanted to flick her off, but I was scared. No, no, don't do. You you don't want to do that because it's like, um, yeah, but uh, but what was I going to say? I've seen the Chick-fil-A's that just have like the girl standing out there with the iPads. There's no way that's safe. They're smoking like 10 packs of cigarettes a day. They're just like standing out there amongst all that car exhaust. It's fucking weird. Why I are went, they doing that? Why? I, 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 I honestly, it's because Chick-fil-A is so popular that they, I mean, clearly they built this Chick-fil-A thinking one line of one order line was okay. Now they need three. I went to a Chick-fil-A in Brooklyn the other day. There's a Chick-fil-A across the street from the, uh, Barclay Center. Um, where the, I think it's the Nets play and, and I'm in line and a lady comes up to me with the, with the drive, with the iPad while I'm in line. And she's like, (laughs) Hey, what do you want? And I'm like, what the, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, um, yeah, I guess that's just a weird Chick-fil-A thing. Maybe they know that like their food takes longer to make because all those people have to pray gaze into hell to like make <laughs> the food. So like so they want to get your order as soon as possible. I mean, yeah, that, that should be some stupid bullshit that a Chick-fil-A would subscribe to. Like, our customers need a smiling face to greet them. So you're going to stand outside all winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, oh, man. 
I, I went to this Chick-fil-A because it was on the way to this other podcast I was going to go record. This podcast I love, uh, if you're looking for more Asterios content, you, you look up uh, This American Carnage. I'm on like five or six episodes of it. And the most recent episode I'm on, I, I think, is was really good. But this fucking Brooklyn Chick-fil-A, I got like 12 unfried nuggets, you know, just grilled chicken pieces. Grilled nuggies. A, grilled nuggies, a big Diet Coke, and a cup of fruit. Cost $16. Holy shit. Yeah, Chick-fil-A prices in New York are like airport prices. It's fucking insane. Because there's so many, because everybody's a libtard up here, so they need to really uh, cater to the niche. I th- I think that's I think that's what it is. I well, I well actually here's what I think it is. I think they're like we know we got you. There's like three Chick Fil A's in this entire city of 12 million people. You'll pay up for your fucking hate chicken. It's like goddamn, we will. Yeah. I certainly did that night. They got us by the balls. The chicken's so good. I know. Let the liberals, if you want us to stop eating a Chick Fil A, produce a better product. Yeah, sorry. You know that's, like. That's- like big gay ice cream, they could have big gay fried chicken. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about was to see that Baby Yoda is confirmed to have the coronavirus. I'm sorry, what? Disney has to put the. I saw an article today. Oh, here's a fucking here's here's my coronavirus update. So first of all, uh, those awful god awful Baby Yoda toys will be delayed because uh, Baby Yoda has the coronavirus. The factory was infected with the coronavirus, so now there will be no Baby Yodas because Baby Yoda is infected and will die. He will be part of the 2%. Oh, God! Poor sweet Baby Yoda! Has they gone through enough? They was fucking uh, Werner Herzog's trying to capture him to scramble out his goo. Gus Fring is after him. He's like... He, there's that scene where he's trying to play with the buttons on the ship and Mando says no and then the ship goes crazy. He can't even play with the buttons. Give Baby Yoda a break. Give Baby Yoda a mask because he's going to die. Oh Second of all, uh, did you hear about the, the d- ding talk thing in Wuhan? Ding talk? Oh, okay. So I'm just I'm just going to read this. I'm going to present this with no context because it's the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, ready? Okay. Schools are suspended until further notice in in Wuhan. With many workplaces also shut, notoriously absent Chinese fathers have been forced to stay home and entertain their children. Oh, no! Video clips of life under quarantine are trending on TikTok. Children were presumably glad to be off school until, that is, an app called DingTalk was introduced. Students are meant to sign in and join their class for online lessons. Teachers use the app to set homework. Somehow these little shits worked out that if enough users gave the app a one-star review, it would get booted off the app store. Tens of thousands... Tens of yes! thousands of reviews flooded in, and DingTalk's rating plummeted overnight from 4.9 to 1.4 stars. The app has been forced to beg for mercy on social media. I'm only five years old myself. Please do not kill me. <laughs> Yo, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, this is like fucking Holyfield versus Tyson. Like a battle of the trolls. A, great job, kids. B, Great job, Ding Talk, like fucking devs, for like adding human characteristics and making for anthropomorphizing this goddamn app and making me feel bad that it's getting voted down. Anthropomorphizing? Isn't that yeah. furry? That furry shit? Oh, they probably have a furry mascot. 
I do feel bad for Ding Talk, though. Uh, wait, just real quick. I wasn't sure if I was using the word anthropomorphizing correctly, so I, I looked it up. Anthropomorphism, the, attribu- the attribution of human characteristics or behavior to a god, animal, or object. But the other day, I was looking up, like, what are the biggest conventions in America for a, a work project? They're like, we want to advertise at big cons. And I definitely saw Anthrocon on that list. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, how fu- I was like, I'm just a temp here. How funny would it be if I directed this company to spend millions of dollars at Anthrocon? Dude, you should direct them to um, Trotcon. Trotcon, I saw that on the list. Did you really? I- oh, yes. Yes. Thank God I know Sriracha. Because, like, I'm seeing all these cons, and I'm just going, like, furry, furry, porn, pony, porn, brony. Furry porn, furry porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but, but anthro, that word means furry shit, right? I think so. Like, if you look up anthro on Google Images, you're not going to want to share your screen right now. Okay. There's got, well, we'll, we'll figure this out later. But anyway, God damn. Ding talk. I'm really, that is great. Those little bastard Chinese kids <laughs> screwing over that guy. Cause fuck you and fuck your homework. Fuck you. Hey, there's a goddamn virus out there that's killing a lot of people. I'm not doing my homework. Let me play fucking Fortnite or whatever the Chinese equivalent of Fortnite is. Where like, I guess you have to just build giant statues of uh, communist leader Mao Zedong. And instead of guns, uh, you shoot out, um, Prayers for the state economy. Yeah, um, what was I going to say? It's making for some really interesting TikToks, I'll tell you that. Like, that's what I do all day is I sit around and I watch, like, my daily routine under quarantine (laughs) TikToks. Because TikTok is one of the only social media apps that you can use in both China and the United States. Yeah, because I've heard it's owned by, like, a Chinese corporation and seeing as, like, the, the line between, like corporations and the government is so gray there already that like you could credibly claim that tiktok is like a chinese government app. oh yeah it's definitely just to harvest your data <laughs> yeah and they're doing a great job of doing it too like you know who i blame for this fucking twitter you fucks had vine and vine was great i i, I don't think i've ever said this on any podcast but but i was talking to some of the twitter people and the rumor is that the reason Vine got shut down was a bunch of Viners got together, like a bunch of like top Twitter influencer Viners got together and they were like, we want to be paid a million dollars a year to continue to make content for Vine. And that pissed off the people at Twitter so much that they were like, we're shutting down Vine completely out of spite. Fuck you for asking for money. Now, I know a lot of people might think like asking for a million dollars a year is excessive, but I can also tell you this. I, I know of influencers that got paid $90,000 to make two vines. Essentially, $45,000 per vine, not 90,000. Let me do 90,000 divided by 12. Uh, because, because remember, uh, these things could only be six seconds long. They were getting paid $7,500 a second to make vines for, like, IBM and shit. Vines so IBM. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. It's real stupid. So, like, asking for a million dollars is not... That's like asking for, like, 
10 vines to be made. That wasn't that big a deal. So now the Chinese have come in and they filled the, the gap that Twitter shut out of spite, allegedly. I don't know. Sorry, what were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off. I heard a similar but different story. Um, the version I heard about Vine shutting down was that originally Vine was not doing too hot. So Vine went to some of the top Viners and they were like, Hey, we need you guys to make a vine telling people to make more vines because we're, we're, we're unsustainable right now. And they were all like, okay, well, fuck you. Give us a million dollars. And I was like, mm, nah, and they just shut down. <laughs> yeah. Well, whichever version of these stories is true, and it might be none of them. I think we can all agree that like vine was way better than Twitter. Why did they keep Twitter and lose vine? Twitter's the shitty one. They still have Medium, like a shitty platform that no one uses. <laughs> they, they still fucking have around. We're all still tweeting hate at each other and, and fucking Vine, the only source of joy in that entire corporation. They fucking spiked some, uh, because some fucking influencers got uppity. It's like, it's their job to be uppity. They're influencers. Yeah, now China has all of our biometric data. Thanks. Yeah, Twitter. thanks so much. Now they've got all of our GPS data forever. Hey, Stuart, guess what time it is? What time is it? It's time for voicemails. Voicemails. Let's see what stupid garbage you people have put in our inbox today. Uh, if you would like to leave a voicemail, leave a voicemail at Zwick. Cut the phone number. No, yeah. we have to stop him from doing It's 848-863-5343. You run the voicemails box. How could you not know the number? 848-863-9624. No, 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 no. 848. 863-5343. Save it to your phone right now, listeners, so that the moment inspiration strikes, you save us in your phone as <laughs> the loudest podcast. The moment you're drunk, we want you to be able to call us and leave us a voicemail. Yeah, it's the one he's saying, not me. Um, I thought of a way you guys can leave longer voicemails, if you like, oh, because God. I think three people this week have left super long, multi-lessed voicemails. You got There's this free program on the internet called Audacity. Download it to your computer for free, and you can open up, you can make a wave, and then you can email it to us at theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. But I swear to fucking God, if you're going to take that route, it needs to be good. It needs to be good. It needs to not be fucking garbage. So if you're just going to talk for five fucking minutes and it sucks, then I'm going to send you an invoice. <laughs> Well, they can also use a program called Vocaroo, which is on the web. Uh, I think it's V-O-C-A-R-O-O. -O. Just Google Vocaroo. Uh, that, you can record stuff straight to the web and then email it to theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. But if it's not good, again, we will send you an invoice. I will not play it if it sucks shit. So think real long and hard before you send a five-minute long. <laughs> voicemail we have a couple bits in here those do not suck so okay guys who sent them in i swear to god we will get around to playing them next week sure i want to give them their own little thing in the middle of the show all right so let's go to the voicemail this one is called zap to the extreme hello there studios i'd like to list five things about you that i noticed recently. oh okay one um, at some point in your life, you have enjoyed a Fanta drink. Uh, uh, uh. Two, you wear glasses. <laughs> Three, you're in your 30s. Four, in a recent episode of the podcast, uh, you saw the Sonic movie, which I assume means you like Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Five, you also like Pokemon because you've mentioned that before. Congratulations, you now have five things in common with Christian Reston Chandler. Good night. <laughs> you do. You do. You don't think I know that? I'm serious, you do. You don't think I'm well aware? That's why this. <laughs> that's why Christine horrifies me so much. Because it's just we're two sides of the same coin. We both love our moms. We, we're both perpetual adult man or children or women children. We both obsess over this dumb pop culture garbage. We're both very easily trolled and lose our temper very fast. I got banned from a Facebook group this week for calling someone a man baby because they said it was a sexist term. <laughs> you know... This is like the ninth time you've been banned from something while I've known you. Have you considered that the problem might be you? No, I don't think so, because I don't think that's sexist. What do you think? No, I don't think man baby's sexist. My guess is that you were just being generally annoying and kind of like how the cop, <laughs> how the cops will use like creating a public disturbance as like an umbrella term for we want to arrest you. Oh, yeah, let me tell you, Grand Admiral C was talking some real shit on you, as he, you deserve for that. The just, oh, yeah, let's just arrest him. Let's, here, I want this mysterious. We can just arrest everybody all the time. Everybody gets arrested. Then we'll just figure it out later. We'll figure out what we want to charge him with. Doesn't matter. Just arrest him. Who gives a shit? You right? do sound like Cernovich with that retainer. I'm, I'm putting you, I, that, was a, that was an unironic channeling of Cernovich you just engaged in. Oh, I need to get significantly more liberal. <laughs> All right, what's the next Calm voicemail? my sensibilities. Next voicemail is, give me the beat, boys. I'm sucking them toes. Hey, guys. First time Hi. caller, long-time Hello. listener. Uh, wrote a song for my favorite podcast. Wanted to share with you guys. <clears throat> give me the feet, girl. Let me see that soul. I want to get lost in between those toes and drift away. <laughs> it should have been suck away. Hey. And that's it. It's the end of the voicemail. <laughs> Give me the feet, girl. Bring your soul. I want to get lost in between those toes. <laughs> Suck away. <laughs> Do you like that song? He wrote it special for us. This maybe. Maybe this was a mistake to create a voicemail line. I was so I was. <laughs> Our next voicemail is titled "Mic Quality is so smooth you can butter bread with it." Hey there, Asterios and Sriracha's. It's me, Mike, your Ooh, escape room bro from Orlando, know, calling in to ask about fashion. Asterios, um, so American Apparel's been closed for a while it's dead no it's gone true. where are you getting your basics now no no they, they got personally i like unique Lil. they got purchased by gilded and sriracha Ugh, how do you feel about floral shirts i want to get some since i we got an early spring happening and i want to get some fun spring outfits going but just want to know your perspective on those floral hawaiian shirts i just want to look like a guy out of crazy taxi <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that that voicemail, that voicemail made me come. That was great, that was really good. Yeah, that, oh, that's boy. my escape room bro from down in Orlando. He came to our Orlando show last year. Escape room bro, your mic is fantastic. <laughs> incredibly good, uh, and he wasn't singing awful songs. Uh, well, hey, let's actually take the second question first. Floral prints. Now, I know that like 
about five years ago, they were like the hottest thing because they were seen at all the festivals. Um, are floral prints still cool? I think they're cool. I think they're very cool for summer. I like those. I recently learned. Did you know where the Hawaiian shirt came from? Uh, wait, no. Where? Tell me. The Hawaiian shirt, when Japanese people came from, emigrated from Japan to Hawaii, they would, um, cut their kimonos <gasps> to work in the fields. So that's the, the origin of the Hawaiian shirt is kimono patterns. And this little tidbit I found interesting. I think they're cool. I think you should buy as many floral shirts as possible. Um, Winston, the character from the new girl had a phase where he went through where he only wore bird shirts. So I think you should also become the bird shirt guy. <laughs> I want to say that both are cool. Um, wearing plaid is the uncoolest thing you could do. Wearing stripes, either, her- either horizontal or vertical, are also bad. Again, speaking of fashion and Christine Weston Chandler, the cla- the CWC classic shirt is a striped <laughs> shirt, so you don't want to wear that. Um, any kind of print, honestly, is good right now. Prints um, are good. I'm amazed at the staying power of the print because I I remember like uh, like five years ago I went into a really cool thrift store in Los Angeles and they had a bunch of pictures on the wall of festival trends and it was like holy shit everyone's wearing Hawaiian shirts now and I was like god damn it I can't afford to buy new shit wait what what are you smiling at Coachella's coming up and everybody's gonna get coronavirus at it if Coachella if they don't cancel Coachella they just cancel South by Southwest. They did? Oh, I hope they don't cancel it. And I hope it's just everyone comes home infected and the entire state of California breaks off into the ocean. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah. uh, And just to also to reference your first question, I actually haven't bought clothes in 10 years. I remember, Sriracha, you were with me when when I went to the American Apparel when they were all closing. And I bought hundreds of dollars worth of clothes. Mm -hmm. You did. Yeah, we went like we went to like three different American apparels in one day and Sriracha Primus just got like a classic fashion montage of me walking out of, of dressing rooms over and over going, simply irresistible, fine. There's no telling how we suck in toes. But oh no, those feet are simply irresistible. Give me the feet, bro. <laughs> I've been significant. Every time I go to Uniqlo, I'm not impressed. I've been consistently not impressed. Maybe the men's stuff is better, but I don't know. I think their women's stuff is too expensive for what it is, and it doesn't really last that long. I think this is Uniqlo, though. I really, right now? I really like. Uh, Shiraz is wearing like a cream colored um, fleece. It's called, I a, think it's called a what? Teddy. Ja- it's called a teddy jacket. Yeah, I think it's really cute on you. I really like that color too. Um, I will tell you this: Look, if you have the money and you're a guy. If you go to Uniqlo and just buy 10 shirts, four pairs of pants, a bunch of socks, a bunch of underwear, you will be cool. The standard for men in fashion is much lower than for women. It's one of those sweet, sweet double standards that I love so much. And like, like, dude, I'm telling you right now, any dude listening to this, if you have the money, because Uniqlo is not cheap, go there and just buy the whole store out and you will look good. Your female friends will suddenly start to compliment you. People will start to think that you got your shit together. It's it it's one of those stores. I'm trying to think of another store like that, like American Eagle Outfitters. I feel like if you if you're a dude in your 30s and you and you walk into there and you buy like a thousand dollars worth of American Eagle Outfitters clothes, you'll be pretty set for like a couple of years. Uh, but what do you think, Sriracha? 
I mean, I haven't been to an American Eagle Outfitters in forever. I don't know. I buy all my clothes online. Yeah. So I don't. I'm really. I'm not really one to talk, but I do like. I do like some stuff from. I guess if you have the money and you need like you want like basic clothes because you're not going to find any fun floral prints at Uniqlo. But if you need just basics, yeah, I guess they're a good choice. They they stay together. They're not going to like fall apart in the wash, which is good. I just think it's a little too expensive for what it is. It like I feel like at Uniqlo, what you're paying for is like you're kind of paying the someone designed this well tax. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it is too expensive. I feel like the clothes in terms of quality are probably on par with the gap. Um, but uh but but again, it's just for it's for dumb dudes. Like, um <laughs> just before we move on, because again, this may be the only time our listeners consider fashion all year. It's just this three-minute conversation about it. Um, what do you think of Banana Republic? Um, I don't really have an opinion on it. It's work clothes. It's work clothes, but they're nice. They look good. They stay together well. Everything that I've had from Banana Republic has not been destroyed in the wash which is not which i cannot say for all of the brands in my closet yeah it's um you know dudes if you're out there and you're thinking about fashion like maybe what you want to do is go get the store credit card buy like a thousand dollars worth of clothes in one day and then just be like i'm done shopping for a few years and then just never use that credit card again and then die. And then die, exactly. <laughs> and then you don't need to pay your bill after you die. They'll tell you that your family has to pay it, but that's not true. No, no, they're just trying to scare you. All right, what's the next All voicemail? Right. Our next voicemail is called NES Enthusiast Calls Me Maddox slash ACOG. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're playing it in three, two, one. Play. Hey, fuck sticks, it is I, the ever omnidirectional Super Bowl tech. And welcome to the first installment of what I hope will be a weekly segment. I hope it's all... Super Bowl Tech Out Sibling Circus Symposium, where I reckon it's the not three messages long now. <laughs> I want people to know it exists. <laughs> and also, a stereo to start playing that truth again, so you can play this too. I ain't kidding. I'll fit everything. You know, emulators, ROMs, the whole kidding caboodle, nobody did it. My first statement I present Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car. Okay, I just paused it. Uh, I think he's a patron of ours, so I think we have to keep listening. It, I, I am understanding probably 78% yeah. of the words he's saying. But listen, Super Voltateka, you did not leave a five-minute-long voicemail That's this good. week. He's listening. So two thumbs up. You're doing better. This is a 10 out of 10 voicemail, as they all are. Okay, ready? Okay, well, well I'm just saying. <sighs> all right, maybe, because he's clearly trying to pitch a segment here, and it's like, God, I hope this is good, because if it's not good, it's like, all right, are you ready? All right. Well, he's tanking his chances in the next 40 seconds, I'll tell you that. Okay. <laughs> a Japanese metal redemption game from 1993 where Sonic is a cop, and he has to pursue and capture eight bands to going metal to buy shitty prizes with a Japanese equivalent to Chuck E. Cheese, like ABB for autistic man children. And as you're playing, Offer. you'll realize one thing in particular sticks out. To paraphrase the new round series, Sonic Shorts, wait, why am I driving a car? And that's why Sawagu Waku Sonic Patrol cars suck. You know who else sucks? Sriracha? Holy balls! He was being so unreasonable last week with all that all right, stuff. I'm stopping Okay, okay. I'm not getting on the He's going to call me a cop. Okay. So fucking painful. I feel triggered just thinking about some of the movie. <laughs> you know what? Don't forget. 
I asked Sriracha this. Sriracha, next time, will you please quit acting like such a Super Bowl to take a Honestly, I think a lot of your problem this time isn't your content, it's your microphone. Your microphone sounds like piss. It sounds like you're talking into like a Snoopy snow cone maker. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I appreciate your fandom. Lord knows I appreciate your Patreon pledge, but just get a better microphone and then try again. Hey, it's just super about to take your call again from the inside of a toilet. <laughs> Did you know that the Sonic movie is actually good? It's almost as good as the Reaper from the microphone. Anyway, I'm going to go uh, have a heart attack in the bathroom and cover my microphone with three layers of tinfoil now. Bye. All right. I have, I have enough mental energy for one more. Okay. Would you like face melter Chris eats ice cream slash dies or Gatorade? Let's try Gatorade. Hey there, Asterios and Sriracha. It's me, the Facts Guy. Oh, the Facts Guy! Here's a new fun fact he for you. He is. He likes facts. Gatorade was initially created in Florida for the Florida Gators. Now, that isn't that fun of a fact. True. You can probably tell by the name. However, Gatorade was, in fact, used to save the lives of infants in a Florida hospital. What? Infants were brought in for severe dehydration and were given... Gatorade to keep them hydrated and save them from the sweet release of death. <laughs> that might be why there's so many crazy fucking Florida men around. Because they all got fucking whatever the equivalent of, is of Gatorade fetal alcohol syndrome <gasps> while an infant. <laughs> Another fun fact for you. Gatorade gave kids gestational diabetes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Don't they have Pedialyte? Do, do they not have Pedialyte in Florida? We have a thing for fucking dehydration. It's called Pedialyte. That's why Florida is the way that it is, because everybody's drinking sugar water instead of actual water. No, that that, that fucking makes sense. I just hate it. Uh, what do you think yes? is the worst state? Hmm. Because I think Florida is a top five contestant. No, Florida's got too much good shit going for it. I'm going to say that the worst state is probably Wyoming. Just because it's Why like... Why you say that? Because it's like, what have you fucking done for me lately, Wyoming? What's one thing you've done for me? At least Florida has Disneyland and it has like spring breakers. Florida has oranges. Like, we all love... As much as we're all like, oh no, Florida man, Florida man. It's like... Look, if you're a DJ and you're short on time, you can just Google Florida, man. And that, and then you have like a whole hour's worth of content for your morning zoo. Florida is like a, is like the giving tree and it just keeps giving us overpriced parks and, and under sane people. I love it. I think the worst state is Delaware. Tell me why. Let's kick Delaware because there's nothing up there except wasps and credit card companies and insurance companies. Nothing of value is in Delaware. No, you're raising a lot of Get rid of it. We don't need it. Like, no, look it up, man. It's nothing but McMansions, <laughs> boomers, wasps, <laughs> and insurance companies. There's nothing up there. At least Connecticut has Yale or Harvard, I think. Wait, no, Harvard's in. No, it has Yale. It has Yale. It has Yale. At least Connecticut has Yale, and I I guess they make some good medicine there. Delaware has fucking nothing. <laughs> um, I will say, and I can't believe we forgot to talk about this this week. So we're going to, so, spo uh, so I guess, uh, not spoiler, but cliffhanger for next week. Delaware is the corporate home 
of Entergaging Inc., Nathan Masry's new American Garfield East venture. He's coming to America, and he's got some questionable SEC documents. And we will talk about this next week on the Loudest Podcast. But for the Loudest Podcast, I'm Stereos Kokodos. Sriracha, thank you so much for being so goddamn funny. Thank you. And thank you, listener, for listening to the show. Uh, we still got the sticker deal going on. If you want stickers to put on your nipples or uh, your car, your truck, take, take, you can't scrape can't scrape that uh, Obama-Biden sticker off. That's fine. Just slap a couple of these stickers over it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we are selling stickers. You get five for a single $15 pledge, which also gets you the video version of our show every week early. And uh, gets you access to every single bonus show we've ever done, including, coming soon, The Lime and the Coconut. That's it. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.